Assalamualaikum and welcome back to the podcast. This is Makita. Um, it's been a while. I just wanted to share a quick message. Uh, just share some thoughts with you. Today is February 3rd, 2022, day after my twin sister's birthday. Alhamdulillah, may Allah give them both long lives and good health and strong faith above all else. I mean, I just wanted to talk a little bit about believing Allah, which for me is a bit different. Never mind my noisy slippers. <laughs> a bit different than belief in Allah. So we understand, I understand belief in Allah. We know that Allah exists. Um, we believe in Allah. We know that he is our creator, that he's a creator of all things. And we believe in him. There, There is God. There is a God, as it were. And believing Allah goes a little, I don't want to say a little deeper, but it's a bit, it's a bit of a different question. And for me, it's a question that I have to ask myself um, time and again, and that I continue to ask myself and to sort of check in with myself. And it may be something that can benefit some other people as well. So when Allah tells us, when Allah tells us things, do we believe, <laughs> do we believe what he says? You know, if Allah says, if you are grateful, I will increase you. Do we believe that? You know, like, do we actually believe that? Meaning, so then if I want increase in something, what do I need to do? I need to be grateful. I don't need to necessarily hustle harder. I don't need to be desperate. I don't need to be anxious. What I need to do is to be grateful. That's what I mean when I say, do we believe Allah? If Allah says, as he does in the Quran, um, the rough meaning of which being, that if we are conscious of him, if we fear him, that he will provide for us for means that we may not be aware of. Do we believe that? Right? Like, are we, are we willing to say, listen, I'm, I'm struggling in my provision. I'm struggling in what it is that, that I want or what it is that I feel that I need. Then if I believe Allah, then I know that what I need to do is focus on my fear of him, my consciousness of him, my sort of awareness and realigning myself with Allah, with my purpose of worshiping him. If I, if I believe that, then I know that if I am conscious of Allah, he will provide for me. There's no anxiety there. And when I say there's no anxiety there, what I should really say is that that feeling of anxiety doesn't have to become like our lived reality. You know, it's a feeling that we can allow to pass through us because our hearts, our souls, our minds all know, wait a second, what I, where do I need to be? I don't need to be in a state of worry. I don't need to be in a state of anxiety. What I need to do is to be with my Lord. What I need to do is be in a state of consciousness, of 
um, awareness of fearfulness in the sense that I only fear displeasing my Lord. I only fear being distant from him and not being conscious of him, right? So in a, in a recent um, workshop, a coaching program that I'm running, we talked about tawakkal, um, trusting in Allah, and we know what tawakkal is. And for me, the opposite of tawakkal, which is placing all trust and reliance on God, is anxiety, because anxiety is a really keen consciousness of one's inability, <laughs> of one's weakness, of one's limitations, of one's um, lack of control, right? And anxiety also has elements of of just malalignment, right? Like, thinking about the past and worrying and replaying how what everything that happened and how it could have been different or worrying about the future and will you be able to handle it when none of those things actually exist. They're not in the present moment. And the present moment is the only thing that exists for you. The, it's only in the present moment that you can make choices. Right? Past is done. Can't do anything about it. We can learn from it, but we can't do anything about what happened. The future, the future is not real. <laughs> the future is not real. You know, we, we only move from moment to moment. And so the only thing that's real is the moment. How long a life do we have? We don't know. We don't, none of us knows where we are on the timeline of our own lives. With respect to the end, that is. None of us knows where we are on the timeline of this dunya anyway. You know, um, it was, I was watching a program that I love from Yakin Institute um, called The First. And Imam Omar Suleiman was telling the story of Saad ibn Abi Waqqas. May Allah be pleased with him. And it was interesting because during the fitna that happened, um, during the time when Uthman was the Khalifa, then Saad decided that he was going to go off and like just live kind of like just farm and just kind of go off into the woods, just go away from society and do his own thing. And he remembered the prophecy. So I'm saying that, you know, a time will come when that that's the best thing to do, you know? Um, and there are other hadith that, that basically point to the same thing, that when the fitna gets to that level, that there, there will be a time that the fitna, the confusion um, gets to the point that the best thing you can do for yourself and your faith is to just stay, get away from people. Stay away, don't get involved in the madness. Go to a cave, go in the forest, go hold on to a tree, go do what you need to do and and just stay out of it. And it was interesting because as we were reflecting on it, and I was watching it with my children and one of my sisters, then um, my sister Nuruddin pointed out that it was interesting that Saad felt that that, was, that that was the time, right, during his lifetime. And that perhaps, you know, the time to go to a cave or to seclude oneself or, you know, just kind of step out of society because of the madness is going on, 
um, that that may occur at different times in history. It's not just at one time in terms of the history of the world, but that there may be times in various generations and different people's lives where that's the case. And so it was just an interesting, it was an interesting thing um, to reflect on. I don't remember what what made me think of that right now, but yeah, but just something that I wanted to share about believing in Allah and really cultivating and honing in on that belief. We believe in Allah, we believe in the Prophet and we believe everything they said, everything. Allah says he created Adam from the earth from clay shaped him, breathed into him. That's what we believe. Science says, no, you evolved from monkeys. I don't, I don't know who you're talking about. Maybe some quote unquote people evolved from monkeys, but me and, and the human beings that I know, actual humans, no, we're descendants of a prophet that Allah created that Allah breathed of his own spirit into, that Allah taught the names of all things, right? Modern history, science, whatever it may say. No, no, no. Human beings, you know, we came from apes and we've been evolving slowly and that, you know, newer is always better and that, oh, we know things that they didn't know before and they were just primitive and this and that. I don't, I don't know... I'm not saying that's not true to some degree, but I know that Allah taught Adam the names of all things. He was not ignorant. I know the Prophet Idris um, was a mathematician. Because that's what Allah and my Prophet told me. And khalas, that's where the buck stops. Right? I believe in Allah. believe in the Prophet I believe them. And I think we have to be conscious about molding our own minds and hearts to a place where our source of truth, non-negotiables, are what we get from Allah and his messenger, period. And that's not to deny the information that we get outside of the Quran or the recorded hadith. No, because Allah tells us himself that if the oceans were inked to write down his words, that they would be exhausted even if you answered, even if you added um, another ocean just like it. So we're not saying that all of the knowledge that is to be had is contained in the Quran. No, we're not saying that at all. But what we are saying is that what Allah says and what his messengers say, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, is the truth. So Allah says, basically, riba and trade, you know, y'all want to say they're the same. They're not the same. One is blessed, one is cursed then that's what it is, you know, and so many other things. And so this is something that I'm reflecting on myself and really trying to realign myself with the promise of Allah. And um, and I urge you all to do the same. Be connected to the Quran. Be connected to your Prophet Sallallahu Believe in Allah, believe Allah, reflect on his words. We have to know his words in order to reflect them. So have a relationship with the Quran. And in this holy month of Rajab, it's a beautiful time 
to make that a priority and to do whatever you can, as much as you can. And know that, again, Allah says, if you come to him, he comes to you and he comes to you in greater magnitude. And so whatever we do, Allah, for for the sake of Allah, for getting to know Allah, for increasing in our nearness and worship to him, Allah is going to magnify. And we know this and we believe it because he said it. Alhamdulillah. May Allah forgive us all our sins and give us the love and strength and mercy and whatever it is we need to be better servants to him, to be more aligned with what is pleasing to him. Uh, May Allah give us whatever we need, because sometimes we think we need something, but what we actually need is something else. And that's a talk for another day. But may Allah increase us all and give us good in this world and the next. Assalamu alaikum.